You ever feel something that's just crawling down your neck and you can't figure out what it is? It feels like something's being a pest. It's kind of bugging you, if you know what I mean. Well, maybe it's not actually you feeling like you're crazy. It could be a tiny little, little microscopic Avenger or hero, or as we like to think of him as the one and only Scott Lang, Ant-Man himself. We're gonna be talking about the top five Ant-Man moments in the MCU of Mr. Scott Lang himself, the magic man, you know. We're really excited to talk it down because we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania hits theaters. We cannot be more excited for it. What we are excited for is to talk about it on this podcast called Earth 894. We are a Marvel podcast where each week we dive into the MCU multiverse. We go through the quantum realm to pull you out what's going on with the latest news, rumors, give you some reviews on the shows and movies as they come out, and just kind of talk about some fun stuff like we are here tonight. Make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite pod player. Give us a review on Spotify and Apple Music. Rate it, you know, all that fun stuff. Let us know what you think. My name is Devin Stone, and I am so stoked to talk about all this because I have a lot to say about Ant-Man in some really good ways because I was not that big into the first Ant-Man movie. Really have only seen it less than a handful of times until uh, lately because Louie, my favorite co-host ever, is the one who convinced me that Ant-Man is underrated. And so to hear his top five list and his thoughts and all the awesome stuff, and you're guaranteed to get a Wolverine slip in there somewhere. It's Louis Tonnerini. What is up, man? My name is Jeff. That's not what I expected. <laughs> so, uh, Louis, for the people that uh, listen to the audio version, you just showed me a Mystique Funko Pop. Is this new one in your collection? What is that? Yeah, we'll get to it, but it's, he, it's half Wolverine. You said Wolverine's name. Ah, I didn't see Wolverine. That's pretty sick, dude. Yeah. Half Wolverine, half Mystique. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I think uh, in the essence of time, let's just dive into our very beginning segment here because you have a Funko Pop that's new. I always like to hear about your little story and how you acquired it. Uh, and the better way to do that is through this segment called... MCU for you. So each week we like to just kind of uh, warm up the ice a little bit, talk about what's been marvelous in our week, days, however long it's been since Louie and I recorded. And so sometimes that means you got a new collectible to your item. Maybe you watched a movie or a show or you read a comic book, or maybe you ran into a celebrity on the street because that's totally not my story this week. Oh, man. Who did you run into? I'm so excited. No one. Uh, Louie, what has been MCU for you? So, um, we've been sick at my house. I watched Avengers Endgame, and I thought I found a plot hole. Interesting. Loophole? Plot hole? Whatever the fucking word is. And I texted you about it, and I was so certain, and I was, I was wrong. I was so wrong. But um, Clint's daughter, Lila, is played by Ava, I want to say, um, Russo which is either Joe or Anthony Russo's daughter, right? At the beginning of Avengers Endgame, she's shooting arrows with Hawkeye, and then she's dusted, you know, she's gone. So she's gone, but then later on in the movie, 
they show Hulk at the at the diner eating eggs or whatever. And then three little kids come up to take pictures with him. And one of them, I swear, was her. I was like, she got dusted at the beginning of the movie. Why is she at this diner? And I texted you and I was like, I know that's the Russo's daughter. I know it. And and you're like, that doesn't look like her. I was like, it looks just like her. Mm-hmm. You know, I was half a person that day. I will not go into it, but I was sick. Um, so I was like, that's that's definitely her. And then I like went on the Google and looked it up and it ended up being. So I think. Uh, I think Lila is Anthony Russo's daughter and those mm. kids were Joe Russo's kids. So it was gotcha. her cousin. And I was like, damn it. I was so close. It was defense, wrong. They totally look very, very similar. Yeah. You had me questioning it for a second. I was like, wait, <sighs> is that the same person? Because I feel like if that, if they did use the same, uh, you know, actress for that part, that would have been called out immediately at the time of Endgame. People would have talked about it probably nonstop. So yeah, I was like, I how did know. that slip by? It was so uh, sad. Other than that, um, for Christmas, my friend Christina got me some Funko Pops, but she forgot them in her sister's car. And then through the month or whatever since Christmas, she finally got them back and she brought them to me and she showed me the photo and she's like, yeah, I got all these Funko Pops for you. I was like, hmm. And I'm and and uh, she brought them over and I didn't realize they're all from the Marvel Collector Corps. I was like, mm. she had to spend $200 on these, like 30 bucks a piece. There's one, two, three, four, five, wow. six, seven of them. Mm. I was like, this is insane. And so I messaged her. I was like, where did you get these? She's like, oh, an old coworker is just getting rid of his Funko Pops. He doesn't want them anymore. Uh, so I just nabbed them. I was like, dude, these are awesome. Um, got a good score. So you saw the Mystique. She's on a stand that mm. Henry broke immediately. So Ooh. I have to super glue it back together. Yikes. Other than that, there is Nicholas J. Fury. Ooh, that's sick. And it looks like he's being dusted. Ah, so he's holding the, the Captain Marvel pager. Hand. I believe, yes. I, oh, I have to, That's pretty have to cool. take, take it out and get into it. I don't know they made a pop, a pop of that. Yeah, I didn't either until I had it. There's this thing. It's pretty cool. Loki. Ooh, nice. It's hard so to see. The, uh, but 80 you, years collection. Yeah. And he's got long blonde hair, long blonde ponytail. Oh, that's yellow hair. Uh, got blonde hair. Gotcha. I thought that was just part of like the the cowl. Yeah. Or like the, uh, you know, kind of th- like Glorious think, Loki. I think it is, but then he also has a big ponytail sticking out of the back. Totally hair. Interesting. Um, World War II Ultimates Captain America. Oh, that's cool. That was one of my favorites. Like this wow. thing is sick. He's got the... Uh, brown eye mask kind of deal on it and Mm. the uh the shield shape shield instead of the circle shield Mm. another one of my favorites i think you'll enjoy is uh cap sitting backwards in the chair oh from homecoming so so you got detention 
you know? Yeah. That's I pretty cool. That was, yeah, I thought that was dope. Parkhead Wolverine! Let's go. There you go. Good old Logan. He's got the uh, the bone claws instead of the, the metal claws. It's pretty cool, dude. So I got quite a haul there. Yeah, you definitely got a good collection, man, from that. It's cool gifts. Also, also, I use I kept getting um if you spend fifty dollars at disc replay, you get a ten dollar uh coupon Damn. for like a week from now or wow. a week from when you buy it to get mm. you to come back. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And it works. But <laughs> I used I would just go back and I would buy fifty dollars worth of crap and I'd get another thing. Mm-hmm. So I finally finished spending so much and the last time I just got this Falcon. Ooh. I like it. Retro. Yeah. yeah, it's retro as hell. I thought it was cool. He's still got his little ears cool. poking out of the white the white thing yeah. that you love. Nice. So that uh that um Richard picked up the She Hulk comic cover Funko Pop for me. Oh, sick. I'm excited for that. I took a stop at the local Funko place that I go to called the Dragon's Den. Mm-hmm. They did not have the Ones I was looking for, unfortunately. Nah, which ones are you looking for? There's a Spider-Man Walmart exclusive. Right. Super hard to find. It's not super hard. I mean, sure, I could find it, but it's Mm. like 50 bucks everywhere I look on the internet. And then there's a Thor Walmart exclusive that's also expensive as hell. Mm -hmm. And then they just dropped another Wolverine comic cover and a Hawkeye shooting Ant-Man on an arrow comic cover and i'm Ooh. positive i'll buy those as well <laughs> damn man yeah you have a your pretty cool assortment i've uh, actually went and displayed your comic cover uh funkos along yeah you your uh, basement ceiling it's pretty sick you're gonna see them in person in a few weeks heck yeah man i wonder why will yeah it's a whole thing also i worked a lot on on that and nice we have kind of a list and we're we're working on it yeah yeah what list are we talking about we're being ominous well we'll give you a hint because we're gonna talk about it anyways we're getting ready for a very epic return of the multiverse of march madness and so season two as we're dubbing it maybe is uh Looking pretty promising. Louis's been working his tail off to make sure we have one of the coolest matchups this year. So it's not just a repeat of last year, so we don't get the same results. We have a lot of new characters that enter the MCU, especially with last year alone in phase four ending. So we're being very inclusive to kind of diversify a little bit. And so not only are we doing that, we're trying to make this a little bit more fun. So if you want to really catch up on the details and do not want to miss a beat, because trust me, We'll give you a little hint right now. February 18th, that night you should clear, uh, clear a couple hours because it's going to be a good time. So make sure you're following Earth A94 podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or join our Discord because we do all the kind of first, pers- like first uh, round announcements there since that's a little bit more of a tight-knit community. But also, if you're into collecting and all that fun stuff and want to see all these cool Funkos and all the other cool memorabilia, check out our Discord Collector's Corner channel. It's really awesome. And you can get all that awesome stuff just by going in the show notes of today's episode. We got everything linked and organized there, so it saves you all the hassle of having to search for it on your own. 
But uh, sorry, Louis, I interrupted you. Was there anything else you got going for your MCU for you? That's probably about it that I can think of off the top of my head. How about you, Devin? What's been MCU? Hey, hey. <laughs> so for me, man, you know, playing a lot of Marvel Snap, season's almost over, and they just added a battle with friends mode officially. You can actually uh, play one-on-one with friends. You can't add friends. It's more like uh, you start or host a match, and then you got to send a code, and that's a, that's a whole thing. But what's cool about it is now we can we can face off with friends in cold battle mode. So plug in the Discord again. We have a uh, way to hang out with games and stuff like that. So we'll probably try and do maybe like a little uh, fun tournament or something like that um, at some point. So go check out the Discord. More reason to. So I've been playing a lot of Snap, trying to rank up, but also... Um, watched good old ant-man a lot of ant-man prep for today's episode so rewatch the first movie and there's a lot of stuff i did not remember off the top of my head when thinking about the movie like there's darren cross is talking about uh some hydra agents who are there or hydra affiliated people when he's trying to do uh like selling the suits and fun filler stuff which i love because it's brings me back to phase one days um some other funny moments and stuff but overall it's been a good kick i'm enjoying it also it's not totally marvel related but saw piss and boots the last wish and i must say movie's freaking good puss and boots it sounded like you said piss and boots piss and boots now that's a movie <laughs> definitely worth seeing <laughs> oh shit That'd that's hilarious <laughs> Now, sh- the sequel, Shit in Boots? <laughs> Even better. So, you, you, did you genuinely like Puss in Boots? Dude, honestly, it was good. You know, I, I, I tear up and cry and everything because I'm soft. But that movie got me. I told myself I will not get emotional. And I got freaking emotional like the last 10 minutes. It got me. Got those, me, man. Those damn cartoon cats. Dude, but you know, what's funny about it, the reason why I bring it up too is because like, I think it's been said a while ago. They're working on a new Shrek movie or something, or maybe they didn't. I'm sure they are. But um, like, there's a lot of Shrek movies and specials. And then there's all these Puss in Boots movies and shows or whatever. So like someone asked me, <laughs> I told them like, oh yeah, I saw the movie was great. And they're like, do I have to watch all the other Puss in Boots movies before I go and see this? <laughs> and it just makes me think like, you know, cinematic universes and my like, I'm on Letterboxd. Uh, you guys can follow me, Devin the Stone, I think on there. Um, I wrote my little review for the movie. I was like, I can't wait for the next installment in the Shrek cinematic universe, the SCU. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, man, maybe if we ever want to do a spinoff podcast one day, really try and cut through the noise. We launched the earth eight, nine, five, and we do, uh, all Shrek cinematic universe movies. Post some boots, Shrek rewatch, like, <laughs> you know, it's ogre time. Got to save great. my ass. <laughs> uh, i'm not la- wearing ladies underwear are you no <laughs> dude shrek is a fucking amazing but also that movie uh puss in boots the last wish it swears in the best way possible and they actually do bleeping and it's fucking hilarious so yeah go check out this movie in the shrek cinematic universe let us know what you think so who is the celebrity you saw that was a joke I said, I was like, maybe you saw a celebrity in the streets. Because I did it. 
I think, I think you missed that part. I think you're holding back. No, believe me. If I saw a celebrity in the streets, I would have totally told you. I would not have shut up about it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> seen a celebrity in person? Just like, uh, like, not at a convention, just totally bumped into or like random. No. Could be an athlete too, or I, uh, I don't expect a lot of people to know this person, but I almost met Jen's Pulver at a very very amateur mma thing at the at the uh, seat geek stadium which is about mm. a stone's throw from my house jens pulver is a former ufc lightweight champion and as i was reaching out to shake his hand the security mm. guard was like you guys need to go now and i was like oh wow. man so we we got kicked out that stinks and uh yeah other than that no i've never met any celebrities wow Wow. Wow. <laughs> I loaded me to Owen Wilson. You just met, you just hit me with the wow. 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 No, but I saw um, uh, I saw John Bernthal with you. You didn't meet him. I just saw him. Yeah. That's from, cool. From afar. Wow, that's him. You know, sometimes it's like I laugh when you're at conventions and stuff and you just see like the celebrities just signing at a distance and everything. And it makes me think of like People who go to the Grand Canyon, they're like, wow, it'd be this big trip. And then they stand like at the edge and they're just looking, they're like, wow. Okay, now we go home. <laughs> just because it's, you know, wow, that's that's the site. That's yep, that's them. Holy shit, that is John Bernthal. All right, you want to go to McDonald's? I'm starving. <laughs> like that's exactly what happened. Oh goodness. Oh, goodness man. me. Do you know who uh does the voice? Do you know who does the voice for Puss in Boots? Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Hey. So many good ant names. So many good ones. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, before we get into our top five, though, this is so relevant because it actually came out today at the time of our recording. So just a really, really, really short news piece. News or footage. Keyword Marvel News. So what's going on, right? One of the best things I love is this random marketing. And, you know, Paul Rudd is so goofy and just so funny. Adding to his character, Scott Lang, is just basically Paul Rudd, right? So today, Marvel posts this really funny video of, I guess, Scott Lang reading a book. And it's titled, Scott Lang, Look Out for the Little Guy. It's an auto... It's No, it's uh, Paul Rudd presents Scott Lang's new memoir. And it's literally the video is like saying, this is legit. It is actually real. No, this is not a joke. This is real. So you can pre-order for like 26 bucks right now. It's a book that is literally Scott Lang's memoir. So it's an in-universe book that we, out of universe, people can buy. And it comes out September 26th, which is the same time when the uh, official Marvel, the entire timeline book comes out, same date, um, or September 5th or something. So two new releases but it's just so funny because literally it's all just writing about his life as a superhero and an avenger it's a bestseller so this book i believe is actually supposed to be referenced in quantumania so there we go we get to actually get a piece of the movie in a literal book i think it's like 286 pages or something if i read books i'd probably buy it i was gonna pre-order it and then i stopped because i was like i don't think this is gonna get sold out <laughs> I think I'll be able to buy it at Barnes & Noble. I'll be fine. And I'll probably be moved by the time this comes out because my lease is ending months before that. We're trying to move out of here. So odds are 
I should not even do this because I'll have to remember to change my address and I will 100% forget and then someone else will get my book and then I'm going to feel like a dumbass because of it. I speak from experience. But yeah, so it's on pre-order. Go ahead and get it. The book features over 20 short pieces exploring different aspects of Scott's experience as Ant-Man, as a dad, as an Avenger, and as an everyman looking back on some incredible life moments. Uh, Together, they capture the heart, humor, and humility that have made Scott Lang a beloved character among fans. So as funny as this is, I'm actually really curious to see how it might actually add some details into the like the actual MCU canon because it's all his perspective. So maybe we get stuff that happened like that actually wasn't on camera or you know wasn't a scene in a movie like them just getting ready before the, <laughs> the fight in Civil War or for the time heist. So that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Just a little funny anecdotal stuff. So yeah, I'm definitely going to buy this. But I'm buying that timeline book 100% because that is a must-have. There you go. That's all the news I got, Louie. Boom. You looking for this? So this is the main topic of tonight's presentation. We're talking about the top five Ant-Man moments. So literally all it is is just Louie and I are going to go to and fro, starting at number five, all the way crawling up like an ant you see in the movie uh, to number one which is going to be our favorite. But we'll also do some little shout-outs, talking about some uh, honorable mentions from people in our Discord who suggested some cool, funny moments. And so we'll dive into it here. Louie, before we start sharing, kind of curious. So the moments for Ant-Man, do you find there was like a type of theme when you were getting all your moments, like somewhere more like actually him as a hero or more as Scott Lang? Mine are just funny quotes that Scott has said, basically. Uh That's just Scott. That's just Scott. That one's kind of Ant-Man. That one's Ant-Man. And that one's just Scott. So three of mine are actually just Scott. It's just Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd. And then I have a few in my honorable mentions that are uh, Ant-Man-y. Dude, yeah. I I realized like a lot of my moments, like if this was Spider-Man, right? It'd probably be like a really lot of cool, like very heart focused and like core Spider-Man stuff. But then just I'm thinking of Ant-Man. I was like, is this list right? Am I doing this right? Cause it was all just funny things. And then I'm like, I watched a 12 minute video of just like all Ant-Man moments. And it's literally all of his best stuff is just him being funny. And then I was like, you know what? I'm starting to appreciate the character more. I'm really liking it. I found myself laughing more and that I don't do often on stuff. Every watch. So it made me really excited for tonight's discussion. I feel you. So do you want to kick us off? So at number five, I have a moment that probably gets overlooked, but it was pretty funny to me was uh, I want to say it was an Ant-Man and the Wasp because he was on house arrest and Mm -hmm. Jimmy Woo comes in and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm pretty sure. Yep. And uh, at the end of the movie, he goes, I'm going to get you, Lang. You just wait for next time. Or he said, what does he say? I'll be back or I'll no. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll see you again, Lang. Then he goes, why? He goes, just like when you mess up, I'll see you again. And he goes, Oh, I thought you were asking me to get dinner or something. He's like, no, I just meant like, you're going to mess up and I'll be there. I'll see you again. Then he starts to walk away and then he looks back. And he goes, right, do you want to get dinner? <laughs> and then Scott's like, no, no, just get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh my god that was funny so that is my number five was was a, a combination of scott and, and woo 
where he, he was so certain he caught him, you know, the big giant Ant-Man suit hitting up against the wall and everything. And mm-hmm. you know, the, not the wall, the skyscraper, I guess it's still a wall, but right. And they're rushing. They're like, we got his ass this time. And he's just, just made it back in time. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll see you again. Why? <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Cause like, what do you do in that moment? It's like, huh? It's so anti-joke. That was a good one. Good one to kick us off. And now I'm laughing. I want to go watch it again. <laughs> For my number five, I uh, am kicking it off with uh, fighting the Falcon in the first movie, the first Ant-Man movie. So the whole premise is that you have to go steal a bit of uh, older Pym tech at Avengers Compound, which I thought was just an old warehouse until uh, uh, Scott and his army of ants are just like zoning in on the uh, actual compound. And then they're like, you said it was a warehouse. Like, this is, this is a problem. Like, what the hell, man? They're like, oh, abort. And he just goes, eh, I got it. <laughs> but the whole fight with Falcon is pretty funny just because it's like the first time we get to see him actually go inside a suit and kind of rip it up internally because that happens again in uh, with Iron Man's suit and stuff in Civil War and then same thing with Endgame. So it just kind of showed a, a theme there of what to come. But overall, it was a pretty funny fight. He says, I don't think he can, I, I don't think he can see me. I can see you. <laughs> yeah he's like oh and just like the commentary is so funny too because like he just he's like oh well i'm found anyways and then he like goes to normal size trying to figure out what the hell scott lang is doing there he goes hi i'm scott and they just and the pims are just like did he really say his freaking name and yeah they're just like shut up <laughs> like dude the one thing i've taken away from my rewatch earlier this uh, afternoon of the first movie was Hank Pym is an asshole. Oh, absolutely. Hank Pym sucks. I'm not going to lie. It is straight up sucks. The what like, if episode makes a lot more sense now, huh? I kind of does. You, you, you have a point because he's just such a fucking asshole to Scott all the time. Like I get it. He's bitter about a lot of things and it's also just great acting on Michael Douglas's part, but every time he just like always talks it's always him just just being so annoyed so just frustrated and just like old man yells a cloud and sometimes it's like i just like i would love if there's an okay boomer joke towards uh hank in quantum mania i would laugh but it just just cracks me up and sometimes it's unnecessary that he gets like such just be he's just so rude to uh scott so it was just just made me laugh i'm like man this guy sucks you said old man yells at cloud. And that made me think of that song that was really popular a few years ago where the video is just like, there's a few old like country men up in the sky and they're just like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Ah, uh, you would know it. You're, you're an internet guy. You would know it if you saw it. I am there. <laughs> I am online. Got to connect to the web. So I'll go, I'll go on to number four. For my number four, I have an Avengers Endgame. Scott shows up to the Avengers compound or Avengers Tower or wherever the fuck they're at. He's talking about time travel and this and that. And then Cap, I want to call her Scarlet, which is just wrong. Cap and uh, Natasha are like staring at him. And, and he's just like, Oh man, is anyone going to eat this sandwich? And he just grabs her sandwich and just starts going in on it. Yep. <laughs> and it's like such a Scott thing to do because mm-hmm. they're, they're like in this big serious thing. And he's like, I am 
starving. Is anyone going to eat this sandwich? <laughs> he starts eating her sandwich. It's made me laugh. That was a pretty good moment. Um, that reminded me too uh, when Scott uh, first gets recruited in Civil War and they're talking outside the van and everything. And he's like, whoa, you're Captain America. Whoa, whoa. And he's like looking around and uh, Scarlet Witch is behind him. And he just looks back. He's like, oh, you're great too. And it just goes back and it's like, I never noticed like uh, Wanda. She has like this kind of smile like, oh, I'm great. Because given earlier in that movie, she accidentally just murdered a bunch of people. And uh, she's not feeling great. But Scott's just like, oh, yeah, hey, you're cool, too. And just keeps talking, just like so genuine. And just made me kind of appreciate that moment a little more. What's your number four? So sticking with the theme of Civil War, my number four is that moment when Scott, I think he goes to Cap. He goes like, hey, throw this. And it was at Rhodes, I believe. And um, he thought it was an, he throws that truck and it explodes and they get so pissed. And he's like, I thought it was a water truck. <laughs> it was clearly like the gasoline uh, truck or whatever. And yeah. just, he's like, oh shit. Because <laughs> he's like, all right, now I'm pissed. <laughs> like, it just cracks me up because this is like just so on character. He's like, oh, I have a master's degree. Like, you're getting a man, man, dude. Like, you are right. Ant Man is actually a really good movie. Um, Baskin Robbins is like, what are you going to do, man? Like, you're out of prison now. When Lisa's talking to him, he goes, man, I'll be fine. I got, I have a master's degree in electrical engineering. And then he's like dealing with that idiot at Baskin Robbins. And then it's, you know, this guy's very intelligent, helps, but he did not know the difference between a water and a gas truck. <laughs> heat of battle, man. So, the heat of battle. So that's my number four. At number three, I have a moment from the first Ant-Man movie. It's, it's not, I don't think you're going to have this one, mm. but they're training Scott on how to be the Ant-Man and how to control the ants and everything. And uh, the whole training montage is pretty funny, but the best part is when he's underground and they're like, these are such and such ants. They're really good at that building and there's a shitload of them. And, you know, they're called like fire ants. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay. And he sees one, he's talking to it. And then all of a sudden, like a million ants show up and he's just like, oh, and he's like getting crawled up. Oh, and he hits the button and he like explodes out of the ground. And he's still yeah. screaming. They're staring at him. He goes, that was a lot scarier a second ago. He's like yeah. halfway into the ground. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That is pretty funny. So at my number three, going to Endgame, when they're talking about like all the rules of time travel and everything, and they're trying to figure out like what works, what doesn't, and they start listing off all the movies. It's like Time Cop, uh, uh, Time Cop uh, Back to the Future, uh, just all those movies they riddle off off the top of my head. So this is kind of a, I'm cheating a little bit here. This is two, but it's the same scene. I love when they're listing off movies. Rose is going, da, 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 da. And then they carry on the conversation and just Scott goes, die hard. He goes, oh, no, damn it. That's not it. <laughs> like, die hard's not a time travel movie. <laughs> but what makes me laugh the, be- the most is when he goes, so back to the future is bullshit. <laughs> like, you can't like be yours like other self. <laughs> just cracks me up. He's like, because he seems like so pissed. Like generally like like let down. What's funny too, I want to say I might be incorrect on this, but I'm gonna double check. But I want to say what's even funnier is that the composer of uh Endgame, I want to say, is actually the same guy who composed Back to the Future. <laughs> so it's even funnier just because it's like, oh, that is very meta for that being like Scott's a baby. He'll grow up. Is like, uh, someone paid. I don't know if it was baby me or old me, 
or just me. <laughs> like, dude, Scott Lake is so funny. It's all because of Paul Rudd. Like, oh yeah, I I have really found a new found appreciation for Ant Man today, and it feels so refreshing to say that because it's like fun after you watch this stuff like hours at end, and you know we love it, we bleed it, but like sometimes it's like hard to find more stuff but it's just great and also what the hell i'm going through imdb just to double check my like fact check myself on the composer and i'm sidetracked because looking at endgame and the first review i see is three out of ten stars it could have been better and this is a featured review so let me read this it could have been better i didn't like that they had to downgrade thor and hulk just make iron man and captain america the ones that save the day on infinity war when thor arrives to earth with the day <laughs> that review your grammar could have been better one out of ten stars you asked hat anyways that was my number three S- scott calls uh paxton an ass hat in the first movie watch your mouth i said hat <laughs> that was that was gonna be uh one of my honorable mentions actually because that's oh, funny. It's like watch his language sorry. it's like what i said a hat <laughs> like yeah no it's that's good dude my number two was almost the name of our podcast. Remind me. And oh, we it was it was a it was one of the names floating around when we started. It's in Captain America Civil War when Scott grows really big and he's fighting everybody. And then the fight's over and he gets really small or regular size and he's laying there. He goes, Does anybody have any orange slices? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's got to be his most iconic quote. It, it, I think of it yeah. constantly. Yeah. Does, does anybody have any orange slices? He just fought the Avengers with the Avengers for the fate of the world or whatever. The first thing he thinks of is food. Like Scott's such a foodie. I love it. That's a, that's a good one. You know, it kind of made me think too. It's like each character usually has like that one quote. Everyone brings up like on your left, orange slices for Scott. We should do another list one day or another episode where we try and figure out what is the definitive quote for, you know, the core characters in the MCU? That could be a fun one to see what we come up with. Hulk smash. Iron Man is, I am Iron Man. Yeah. You know what is Spider-Man? I am Iron Man. <laughs> what is Thor? I am Iron Man. <laughs> but what is Rhodes? Boom, looking for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wait for Armor Wars when we find out what that was about. Ooh, he's a scroll. Oh, God. No, nah, I don't think he's a scroll. What was your number two, Devin? Oh, number two. Now, this one, I don't think you're going to have, but this one flew its way up into my top two. So it's from What If. Oh, What If. What is it going to be? So the zombie episode, not when he's, well, he is the head. I didn't catch this until I was watching with closed captions. You know, he's making jokes the whole damn time and everything. He's like, he calls the zombie witch uh, a man eater. He's like, oh, I did it again. Not that moment though, but they're flying away, and he has the uh, uh, strangest cape. Is the one who like helps him flow away because he's literally just a head. And as he flies away, he goes Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> and just make him lose my shit because you know, it's like it's Harry Potter, man. It's hilarious. And he's a floating head, like you see in Futurama with the fucking the cape. Yeah, and just it's it's just so funny. So Paul, it is good number two. Paul Rudd was the best part of that episode. He was. It, and it's not even close. Well, I don't was it Paul Rudd? I, it almost had to be, but Yeah, that was actually Paul Rudd did the voice, okay, which is good. Say, if it wasn't, whoever did Scott 
their Paul Rudd impression was the best part. But actually, it was you ready for this? Dave it Batista. Nobody, because he, he had nobody. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Earth Eight Nine Four. It's been a hell of a run, but we're uh, we're officially <laughs> we're officially done now. Goodbye and uh, see you later. Ah, oh, the people are oh, they're laughing. They had hilarious. He oh got my me with God. the and laugh track. Now they're cheering. It's glorious. It's so good. People love the joke. It was so good, so good. And then they were like, canceled. Now I'm. But we should all remember. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. That's me to meet with the soundboard. Any Lou, what's Any your number Lou. two? I did my number two. It was the orange slices, you silly head. At number one, my number one Ant-Man moment of Ant-Man. Anyone who knows my my love for Ant-Man knows what my number one's going to be. I talk about it constantly. It's my favorite Ant-Man thing possible, and Devin alluded to it earlier. It's when he's working at Baskin-Robbins, and the kid's <laughs> and he's trying so hard not to just slap the shit out of this kid. <laughs> and he's just like, I'll just take a hot pretzel with, like, mustard dip. He goes, it's Baskin-Robbins, man. <laughs> ice cream he's like uh burger i'll take a burger then (laughs) whatever's hot and fresh and then somebody's like hey uh dale needs to see you in the back he's like all right uh kevin can you uh help this idiot and he walks away (laughs) and i was like that was my favorite thing (laughs) because the guy was being so dumb and he's just like you want to help this idiot and just leaves hilarious customer service and retail and one perfect scene like if you've ever worked with people it's just like that's the one thing you've always wanted just hey this moron needs your help then walk away (laughs) and it was it just sums up my love for scott lang he just cracks me up dude it really is and that's like the first like five minutes that movie it it, it really sets a tone for the character so well oh man you know stuff like that is how i kind of wish the humor was balanced a little bit more in like thor love and thunder because i think peyton reed does a really good job uh, with the writers too of like having the heartfelt like sad dad moments but also like keeping it lighthearted and funny too it's like a good balancing act and also i bring it up because ant-man's funny baskin robbins and then i thought of thor love and thunder because of infinity cones because that's got ice cream and we uh still have a score to settle green ice cream is green apple flavor at me Louis did, no. could not care less. No, I was <laughs> I was reading something and you said something about green apple infinity cones and you're wrong. Green apple isn't an ice cream flavor. Yeah, dude. Anything can be a flavor. That freaking waffle flavor. You've never had green apple ice cream. I'm going to find green apple ice cream right now. You've never had it. I was looking at our, at our Discord. apple ice cream. What do you mean I have never had it? I probably probably had green apple ice cream before. I have probably had green apple. You've never had green apple ice cream. Everyone listening right now has never had green apple ice cream because it's not a thing. It's It's a thing, dude. No, no, it's not. I googled it right now. All right. Well, I I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. It sounds disgusting. No, I'm not eating it. Ew. (laughs) Yucky. Well, what if it was sorbet? Or what if it was like gel- gel- what if it's gelato? Gelato? No, I j- I like chocolate ice cream or good flavors. You know what? What the about wor- chocolate green apple swirl? That's what sounds about that? so incredibly bad. It's like a chocolate covered 
you know, like a like it's like a caramel apple. No, it's not. Chocolate. <laughs> no, it's not. Hey, those caramel apples are usually green, and then they throw a bunch of shit on it. Not actual, but you know, yeah, you know the like best toppings. part about a caramel apple is the caramel. Once you're done with the caramel, you throw the apple in the garbage. What are you doing? It's <laughs> like the apple. You just like the caramel. I don't. I don't eat caramel apples, but come on, man. Nobody wants apple. I, nobody's. Nobody wants it. Nobody's ever had it because nobody <laughs> wants it. I just imagined you walking around like a kid with a sucker, but it's just a big ass apple, and you're just licking the caramel off of it, and then you're like, "Oh well, that was tasty." You just throw a fucking apple and a popsicle stick away. I can, oh my god! I can do without the caramel too, man. I'll just eat the peanuts off the end. I'm sure there's like fucking Jolly Rancher green apple ice cream garbage, but there's flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yes, it exists. <laughs> Nobody's eating this shit, bro. It's not. No, no. If you like green apple ice cream, message us right now and I will fucking cry. I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> you don't deserve anything for liking green apple ice cream. Ew. No. Oh, my God. I never thought this would be such a controversial topic on this podcast. It's such a weird thing. <laughs> you know what the green ice cream flavor is? It's pistachio. Dan yelled at me because we said it was mint. <laughs> It's pistachio. How did I forget about mint as a green flavor? I, you that's didn't. My favorite. We, we yelled about it's funny mint. That's my, that's my favorite ice cream flavor is mint. Yeah, me too. But we told you, was it Tommy? I or think it was Tommy. It was either Tommy or it was uh, uh, Mr. Marvel. But I think it was Tommy. And it was we, Tommy. And we told you mint and you said, no, mint is a lighter green. It's got to be that real deep green like the time stone. Green That's apple is not a that. flavor. So anyways, Devin, my number one was Baskin Robbins. What is your number one? Oh, man. Oh, lime. I forgot about lime. <laughs> That's because lime's not an ice cream flavor. That's why you forgot about it. <laughs> oh, man, Louie. Uh, next time I see you, I'm just going to find all the green flavored ice creams I can. And we're going to do... We're going we're gonna to do a shootout of what is going to be the definitive green flavor for Infinity Cone. Join us for the Earth 894 live stream of me trying green ice creams going, this is <laughs> fucking nasty. This is nasty. This is mint chocolate chip, the greatest flavor. This is nasty. This is, you throw some fucking green dye and vanilla and it's going to be better than anything else besides the mint chocolate chip. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> oh, man, this is amazing. Oh, my God. We're only in the one color out of six. Uh, my number one is from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. This moment cracked me the heck up. And it is when they have to go into the school to do whatever their antic is. And Scott gets stuck <laughs> as a child-sized <laughs> version of himself, like a little toddler. And it's hilarious watching him run with the hoodie and just trying to like escape the school and see it with a flapping like little kid. You know, when they had that like oversized sweater or shirt yeah. and they're running and their arms is flailing. It's so adorable and hilarious at the same time. I love that moment. It is such a funny bit. Killed me the first time. Kills me every time. And I think it's just so freaking hilarious. So that is my number one. Scott Lang is a toddler. I call him uh Toddler Tod man. Todd Lang. Todd Todd Lang. That's a good one. Todd. Todd Lang. Todd Lang. Todd. Todd. Like toddler. Todd. Oh. <laughs> like tater Todd. Todd Lang. Sorry, too much uh green apple ice cream in my ear to, to, <laughs> to <eat. laughs>
we're gonna I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> Don't talk to me, I'll murder you. All the pain in my heart. <laughs> pain in my heart. <laughs> you fucking kill me. Oh my god, man. Well that was our uh, that was our top five list. We got through that pretty quick, I'm not gonna lie. Honorable mentions, I have at least three. Let's do it, man. One that I'm surprised you didn't have. Uh, I think your ass looks great. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. That is good. Said by Scott Lang himself about Captain America's booty. I had that on my list of honorable mentions because he's the one who came up with America's ass. Thick it's him. He started it. What else do we have? Flick me. <laughs> this goes... <laughs> oh man my mind went so dirty um this goes in line of our ice cream chat when (laughs) i just killed louie it's when scott is uh trying to get hank to give him when they're in the surveillance van um pretty sure that was in uh man the wasp he's asking for the altoid mints and he's like hey can i have a mint and hank's like no he's like Come on, can I have a He's like, no. He's like being an asshole to him. Yeah. I think it's because he had something in there, right? I think the suit was in the in the mint tin. That's right. The backup suit. Right. And it just it just made me laugh because like literally he Hank is just keeps talking and then Scott's just so fixated, he's like, but why? I want a bit. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, it's so great. So I mentioned the uh the growing and then like exploding out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Another one that I loved was they were like, you need to be able to dive through the keyhole, you know, run and then shrink, go through the keyhole and expand on the other side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I could do that. And he's like running and he just keeps hitting the fucking doorknob hard as shit because he can't, he can't shrink. He just keeps hitting the door over and over again. That was hilarious. Or when uh, when um, Hope is telling him, now, do you know how to punch? He goes, yeah, we'll, sh- we'll throw a punch. And he like goes to punch her and he she fucking bam right in the face he's like oh and she goes that's how you punch like, oh my god <laughs> it's like of course i was in jail uh another one that i had as an honorable mention was um scott uh having that whole bit with hulk in the diner and they're trying to take the selfie and the kids are like no he's like hey don't you know who this guy is and they're like no he's <laughs> like it's okay it's fine and then eventually scott just goes just take the goddamn phone. <laughs> it, just, it just cracks me up because it's just like like three kids yeah. there. It just he's just like, okay, okay. I'm like, just stop. If this was like rated R, he would have been like, take the fucking phone. Just, just take the goddamn phone. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's uh, that's about all I had. I'm sure there's plenty more, but off the top of my head, because I'm trash, that's what I got. You're not trash. I loved him. It's not, I guess it's a moment. I loved when he was on house arrest. And he was getting really mm-hmm. good at like rock band playing the little drum on rock band. And yeah, then, yeah, he had an electronic drum set. Yeah, he was getting really good with like the uh the basketball hoop on his wall, just shooting his basketball hoop and yep. close up magic. And Wu was like, How did you know? How did you get that card? It's like, how'd you do that? And then later on you see Wu trying to learn close up magic. I thought that was funny. Dude, and it gave us that awesome moment when Right in the is it the third episode of WandaVision when we see uh, Jimmy Woo and he does like here's my card and it's like a magic trick just like Scott did with like showing something yeah oh my god like talk about like the little things that just kind of like call back and how like shapes another character perfect so as far as I know next week we're going to preview Ant Man and the Wasp yeah 
I haven't seen any trailers. I haven't seen the teaser. I've seen a, a few photos of certain things. I've mm-hmm. seen the beginning of the trailer with like Scott walking on the sidewalk. Nothing that's going to ruin anything for anybody. But my question to you is this movie seems to be so much more serious than the first mm-hmm. two Ant-Man movies. And I'm, I'm worried it's going to take all the charm out of it. Where like you and I have talked and I, if Luis isn't in the movie, I'm going to be so, so very upset. Um, I heard or read or saw a rumor that I'll never remember his name. He's one of the ex cons. It's not Luis. It's not T.I. It's the other guy, Bobby Yaga. Bob, Bobby Yaga. Yeah, I heard, I I heard he's going to be in it, but he's he's got a different role or something. Oh, really? Um, there's another. Who am I trying to think of? Oh, woo. Do you think like they're going to does it seem like they're going to cut all of people's favorite characters from the Ant-Man movies mm-hmm. like Luis and and woo and the stuff like that to try and make it a more serious, well-developed movie off the top of your head? You know, I don't think it's a matter of it making it like tone funny versus serious. I think it's just more so they don't have a spot in the story they want to tell um, because, you know, they're going to the quantum realm. I can't really see Luis or those cons or even Wu like going on the journey into the quantum realm with them for this. And there's Kang. And so it's got to be like people who can like go not pound for pound, but, you know, just like. The stakes are high, or at least higher. So you got to have like calling the big guns. So I, that's one thing I've been kind of thinking about too, because like Luis, the cons, Wu, all of them, like they're really awesome characters. But I think that if they're in it, because I personally don't know about some of them, to be honest, uh, if they are in it, it's probably going to be in the very beginning of the movie and maybe the end, just like as they're showing up, like what Scott up to now before all the chaos ensues. And so that's where I'd see their only placement. But I'm kind of curious. Because like Peyton Reed has even said, he's like, they treated the, well, like we've, like our approach has been like a palate cleanser for ending these phases with Ant-Man movies. But this time we don't want to do that. We want this like to be more like high stakes and everything. So I, I think that's fine. I think it's cool and all dandy, but I do agree. Like, does it lose a charm? Does it, does it like sacrifice and suffer in a little bit? But I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of surprises from what I've seen or not what I've seen, but what I've heard. I've heard there's actually some surprise cameos in this movie that haven't leaked yet. At least not onto my radar. So if that's a case, that gets me really excited. They could be funny. They could be serious. Who knows? But you bring up a good point. I'm just worried. I'm worried that the charm is going to be gone. You know, those two Ant-Man movies, just Scott being around, he's just got a certain charm to it. Mm-hmm. And when I say serious, I don't mean like serious versus funny. I just mean they're just his role is more important now. Right. And with the more importantness comes less of the fun that mm-hmm. we were able to have with the character. It's kind of like when you're, you know, starting off in a company, right? Or a job and you're like a newer guy, not as many responsibilities. You could be a little more lax and have fun. But like if you climb the ladder a little bit and you have more like supervisor, you're a manager, you're, you're a director now, like you have a lot more people yet to, you know, look over or just more responsibilities in your plate. And there's less room for you to kind of like behave and do the same stuff that you did when you were not as like responsible with things. So I, uh, I'm not too sure. I don't know. 
the one thing I will say is that I feel very confident that no matter if it's still got the charm or if it is a little bit reduced, this is still going to be a really great experience in the theater and a great time overall just because of the cast. And I, I just, I am so excited to see Kang. Like, this is finally Kang. This is not He Who Remains. This is actually Kang. And I want to see how brutal or how conniving he is. And just, I want to see the big bad. And it's going up against Ant-Man first. So, I read, I'm stoked. I read <laughs> that Jonathan Majors said that Kang is absolutely nothing like He Who Remains. Mm-hmm. Which breaks my whole heart. Really? He Who Remains was awesome. Yeah. And then to bring in another character and it's not even close to the same breaks my heart we'll get more into it next week but do you want to do the shout outs from our discord the people that yeah that loved uh they wanted to share their favorite ant-man moments let's go with that say my name tony stank say my name master say my name who say my name mr marvel our good friend said does anyone have orange slices which there you was go. My number two. And he also said the funniest was every interacting interaction with Agent Wu, which I had in my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. And then the most nerve wracking was when he was looking out the window in Endgame. It's like, oh, you know, it's all, you know, the birds. Yeah. Look at everything's, and then just, and, and everything like that. Another moment that I don't, I didn't mention. It's also not in here, but I just thought of it. That was badass was in context. When you watch the first Avengers movie and they're fighting the Chitari and you just, they're overwhelmed. What the hell are we even going to do? And then a fucking big, I don't, I call it a sky whale. I always have a big old fucking armored thing comes out. And they're like, what are we going to do? This is fucking insane. And then, uh, Cap tells Hulk, you know, it'd be a good time for you to get angry, Banner. And he goes, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. And he's like, Rawr! and he takes down the Sky Whale. And it's like, fucking yes. And then in Endgame, Thanos releases the Chitari, And there's like multiple Sky Whales. There's a shitload, right? So one of my favorite Ant-Man moments where he literally says no words is uh, he comes out of the compound as Giant Man. And he's got Rhodey and Rocket and and Hulk. And I, I'm almost positive Hulk was there and and releases them. And uh, when he does Avengers Assemble, you know, he's running and he's like in slow motion because he's so big. But that Skywheel comes and he just fucking brr, punches that motherfucker right in the face. Brr, and he's like, fucking Skywheel dies. It was awesome. I was like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, you 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 figure it was so it was such a big deal in the first avengers and he just took it down like it was nothing that was a cool moment yeah that's one of the cooler moments that's not as you know not funny at all but i will say too that moment that was everything like i had for a split second i thought he died like did they just kill him but you notice he shrinks very very last minute you can see it and then i remember seeing that in theaters for the first time and literally you know like i said in discord pun intended i got blown away because it was so loud and it was like oh wow so nice and then bam hit you kool-aid man just breaks right through it was a oh good time. yeah oh yeah oh no 
And then our, our friends over at the fan club podcast really loved uh toddler man. Toddler man to the root. Totling. Oh, and then also uh, they get all, uh, they mentioned uh, Louis, uh, uh, Luis's narration scenes. I mean, he's so great. They said they would love to see him collab with Korg. That'd be kind of funny. Hey, man, what you been doing? Give that episode a what if going. You and your what ifs, man. Dude, I. Uh, it's a good thing you're not a showrunner at Marvel. We would have so many what ifs. You'd have so many terrible what ifs. Yeah. Like, well, at least you're honest. Hey, man. What if they were good? What if they were bad? What if they were bad? <laughs> uh, the one I said today that I thought was actually kind of funny, <clears throat> and now I kind of want it. The Guardians? I said, uh, yeah, I said, what if, give me a what if crossover episode with the Fast and the Furious gang, because it's all about family. Because where's the last frontier that they got to do for Fast and Furious? They got to go to fucking space. Who's in space? The Guardians of the motherfucking galaxy. Or the, the Guardians of the freaking galaxy, except he didn't say freaking. Think. I think the I think the Fast and the Furious guys went to space already. They did, kinda. They went to the atmosphere. Yeah, I don't watch those movies. I'm a Marvel guy. I think that's all we got for honorable mentions. I believe that's that's all we've got, man. I would say uh, if you're listening, send us a little message on Instagram or something. Let us know your favorite Ant Man moments. How excited are you for Ant Man Quantumania? Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, you fucking loser. Yeah. That's all I that's all I really got today, Devin. What do you think? I think that's perfect. And you know, so like Louis said, let us know. Get in contact with us. All the ways you can talk to us are in the show notes. Um, but also what would really help us out, give us a review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, which seems to be uh, one of the most popular platforms people uh listen to Earth A94 every week, give us a review. And if you've already given us a review before, but maybe you didn't comment in your review, only give us the stars, add a comment. And if it's good. Or if it's bad, we'll read it on an episode and uh, you could roast us, make it funny, or we'll uh, really appreciate your kind words. It's all great fun. If you've already read us before, you can just do a new one and it just adds that as a new one. It kind of refreshes. So you can always update it. And then if you're on Spotify, like a lot of our uh, good listeners are on too, give us a rating. So you have to listen to like 10 seconds or something. Uh, we know you've listened to more. So Show some appreciation. Let us know. Are we a one star, two star, three star, four star, five star? The more stars, the merrier. Helps us get more discovered and uh, keep expanding the multiverse. So help us out greatly. Jar Jar Binks on me there. What? Five star? If you guys want to hear me actually talk like Jar Jar Binks, go uh, check out the Star Wars uh, Jar Jar Binks episode they did a while back. I did a full-on reading of a chapter of a book, and I literally had to look up how to talk like Jar Jar Binks. You could be the judge on that performance. That's all we got, Louie. So, like you said, uh, we'll be back next week, and we're going to be talking about our uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania preview. We'll have a special uh, guest, most likely Brian, and do another <laughs> prediction. Talk about predictions, see what we guess right. I need to redeem myself after that awful, awful zero <laughs> predictions right for Wakanda Forever. So hopefully I'll uh, get on the board this time. That's it. That's our show for this week. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Does anyone have any orange slices? <laughs>